I'm your host, Tej Salor. I'm here with Jack. Today we have a very special guest. Before we get into it, make sure to like and subscribe. With over 17 million followers across platforms, they are the life hack person on TikTok who's collaborated with Neil deGrasse Tyson. So the sun is definitely older than the earth, but the water we drink here on earth is older than the sun. The sun is so big that if it were hollow, you could pour a million earths into it and still have room left over. And was one of the first 25 TikTok creators on the Creator Fund. We present to you, Miss, oh my God, I'm going to butcher your last name. <laughs> Bella Avila? Avila. You got it close. You look better than most there people say it. There we go. Or at only JS across platforms. How are you? I'm doing really good. How are you guys? Doing all right. Yeah. It's so Great. strange. I would assume most people would think your name is just JS, yeah? Most people do. Like even people, like like friends that I meet, like it takes them like the second or third time. They're like, your name's Bella? And I'm like, yeah. They're like, where's yeah, Jace yeah, yeah. come from? Where does like, it come from? Uh, it's an Indonesian word for someone so unfunny, you can't help but laugh. And I just thought it kind of fit my overall personality really well. <laughs> and I wanted something like like PewDiePie or like, yeah. I don't know, like just like a username that's not my actual name. And where did, where did only come from? I followed this one kid. Uh, his name's <laughs> Luna. And on all of the oh, socials, it's, Luna. it's uh, only Luna. So I was like, I was a big ah. fan of his in high school. So it kind of just came from that. This podcast is actually around a fact that we saw that the average career of a content creator is around 25 months. You've actually been creating for a little bit. Both of us are going to look up to you as because we want to be creators for the rest of our lives. I mean, I've and... only been doing this full time for like 23 months. So in two okay. months, we'll see you're if there. I fall off <laughs> You're or not. still there. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. But... <laughs> like right at the end of there. First, we want to just understand like who you are. And yeah. we, did, we did a little research on you and found that you graduated college. Mm-hmm. With a or you're getting a computer science degree at the start, correct? Yeah, right. And uh, then started working at a Best Buy where you got <laughs> fired, right? I was working yeah. at Best Buy through college to kind of just like pay rent, you know. Yeah, I needed yeah, yeah. a job. Uh, and then I got on TikTok, and before work or after work, I would just make a video. I'd be in my uniform. Sometimes it'd be like Best Buy related. Sometimes they wouldn't be. And it got the yeah. corporate, and corporate was like, "No, you cannot do this. Uh, delete the videos, or we're gonna fire you." And so I deleted the videos and then they fired me and then I re-uploaded the videos. And (laughs) (laughs) now I see like people like from Best Buy, like Best Buy ads on TikTok. I'm like, that's a little strange. That's like common thing. TikTok had such a bad stigma in the beginning. Like it it was like this unknown wild thing. Uh, And then now like all the brands are hopping on it. They all have their own brand pages and make content. It's like they could have used me too. Like I could have been like a spokesperson for Best Buy, but no, they fired me. It was weird. So was your original content about like Best Buy? I mean, like the product you're showing them things. No, it was more like, uh, like I would just do fun facts, but then sometimes I'd be like mm. making fun of like somebody coming in not knowing about computers. Like I'd do like a little skit, nothing like explicit or okay. specifically targeting somebody, but it's just like general retail jokes. You know, Did not it's like so funny <laughs> if you made this content like a year later and you're working at Best Buy, like you could have been like. A Dylan LeMay or a Malad, mm-hmm. like who just makes content specifically about like ice cream at Coldstone mm-hmm. or like Subway. Like it's it's so mm-hmm. weird how that path could have changed. I'm kind of thankful that didn't happen. I feel like getting <laughs> fired from Best Buy was the thing that kind of helped me like yeah. focus on TikTok, and then I blew up because of it. Like I, I'm very thankful I got fair, fired from there. For sure. I mean, those two always talk to talk to me about like how Subway and Coldstone they just don't understand. What there's like, um, a lot especially had a whole, 
He had a whole TikTok saying he made he did forty four million dollars of free advertisements for Subway, right? If you count up the views and everything, and like it, it's crazy. So yeah. I agree. I agree with you. That's but um, kind of breaking it down. What interested you about TikTok in the beginning while you were working at Best Buy? Like, where did the start of that My, making those skits? I had a sister in high school. And so like, I kind of heard about it really, really early because she was on it and she started getting some followers. She had like maybe 10, 15 K and I was like, I can get more than that. And it became a competition mm. between us of who can get more. And it was like back yeah. and forth for a while. She was beating me for a long time and I eventually passed her up. What was your strategy in the beginning? The, the first video I ever made was about my car mod. I did uh, the Rolls mm. Royce roof in, the, in my Honda Civic and it was kind of okay. cool. So I made a TikTok about that and it got like, 90,000 likes and I was like oh this is really cool because I had a YouTube channel before that only got like 6,000 subscribers so like that much mm. attention I really liked it and so I just kind of kept going and it started with me doing what people were doing on TikTok at the time like just the sounds and the trends yeah. and like the signs on the chest kind of thing and then mm -hmm. um, I had some videos do well where I was like talking about how to get college books for cheaper and then like uh, about Bill Gates. So I was like, oh, people kind of like to know things. And that shot yeah. me straight into the educational content. That's interesting. Gotcha. That's actually the first video I saw of Bella's because I've been on TikTok for a while as well. The Bill Gates video where it was like, <laughs> spend Bill Gates's money. Bill fucking Gates is worth $105 billion US. There's this website called spend Bill Gates's money and it says he only has a measly $90 billion, but I guess it'll work for the point I'm trying to make. So there's 32 teams in the NFL, right? You can buy NFL teams on here for $2.3 billion. Yes. Like you could buy like 44 private jets. Like All the NFL teams plus a Super Bowl ad because why not? Like <laughs> why all not? the Rolexes, like 900 <laughs> Fiat Ferraris. And it's like, it didn't make a dent. And I just thought it was really interesting. So I made a video about it. It blew up because people were like, people were like spinning it. They were like, oh, like she's a communist. I'm like, I just wanted to show how much money he was spending. You're like, because at the end of the oh, video, man. at the end of the video, it was like, oh, this is Bill Gates. And then there's me having to skip a lunch break to save money. Mm. But I didn't mean anything by it. I just like, yeah, it's just a video. I don't know. I just made a realization. So this Bill Gates video got 4.3 million views. I think um, I, I looked back at it. And that at that time on TikTok was literally like, it had to have been like was, one of the top videos. Of it was app. insane. Like it was all over the news. Like I was showing up on my parents' TV, like Yahoo was talking about it. Like it got big. I like, I wouldn't be oh surprised if Bill Gates himself saw the video. <laughs> Somebody had to have sent it to him. That's so wild. I did not know it went on like mainstream news sources. Mm -hmm. It was That's like wild. the first thing that like blew, blew up. Yeah. So did you, wait, you were making content on YouTube before TikTok. What kind of content were you making there? Like fake story time videos, like literally just fake story time videos. What is story time? Uh, it's like a category on YouTube where you tell stories about your life, but mm. a consistent thing in this kind of category is you run out of interesting stories to tell. So you start making stuff up. So a lot of the story time videos are fake story time videos. I know I faked a lot of my videos. Really? Yeah. Like I would so. tell a story about like how some I got into a fight on the bus, but I didn't mm. do a fight on the bus, but like oh. <laughs> And then what you were just sitting like in a chair and just like looking at a screen uh, at a camera just talking? Uh, I had like overlays of like Call of Duty and it was just my voice. It was like a commentary uh, okay. type video. Uh they were entertaining, like people had fun with it, but it just didn't really do well for me. And so I stopped when That's I got to college. Mm -hmm. I think like one big question 
like we're, what we're really t- trying to hint at is like like when people come talk to you right they're like hey what do you do and you're like oh i'm a creator like when did that start saying like oh i'm a creator did you did you say that when you made a youtube account probably i think so i was still in high school but i probably was going around like guys i'm so famous like i had like (laughs) five thousand subscribers like i'm just but then i started like really taking it seriously uh after best buy fired me like that was when i was like i could either get another job yeah be replaceable or i could try this thing that i have like couple hundred thousand followers on let's see how it goes and then two weeks after i got fired i hit a million and so it just got huge from there so after best buy fired you just two weeks later you had a million followers how many followers did you have before they fired you i was around 200k so like not a lot but like at the time it seemed like everything i was like i'm so famous like so you had 800k in two weeks Mm -hmm. it was insane and then the month after that or like like about a month after that, two million. A month after that, three million. Like I grew a million a month after that, for a while. Wow, <laughs> just crazy. <laughs> so, so, what kind of content were you doing at the time? Uh, it was a lot of just like fun facts in the mirror in the car, and then uh, I did one video where it was like brain facts that people really liked, and so that kind of turned into psychology tricks, which mm. blew me up to the point where it was like, I'm, I think I'm famous now. Like this is crazy psychology tricks that I learned in my general psych class last year that I know work because I use them. That's kind of what you were known as for like most of your career. People would come up to me like, are you psychology girl? And I'd be like, no. I mean, I bet you're relieved relieved to have your new series, the life hack series, because people Mm -hmm. kind of know you for the life hacks now. Yeah, I mean, who I've been has kind of changed. Like I was at first just the Bill Gates girl. Like people called me the Bill Gates girl. And then Mm, it was psychology girl. And then it was the Google girl. And then... Now I'm kind of like, people know me as only JS. Like, I don't, nobody's ever come up like, you're the life yeah. hacks girl. Like people know like my username now, which is cool. Were you financially like making enough when you got fired from Best Buy to like, I guess, rationalize or I don't know, what's what's the word being like, okay, I can, I can do social media. It makes sense. I had enough savings to where I was like, I'm going to give mm. myself a month and we're going to see how oh, wow. it goes. So I had enough to where I was like, I was comfortable for a month, but at the end of the month, I was like, I'm going to have to get a job. But uh, yeah. it was easier for me just because while going to college, I was also kind of like in, in extended foster care. And so I got free education. I didn't have to pay for anything. I don't have any student debt. So that helped like a lot. Yeah, that's cool. I like setting that deadline of like giving yourself a month. I was actually just talking to Samir from Khan and Samir. And he was telling me a story of like back in January, they had uh, they only had $2,000 left in their their bank account. Right. And they were really looking at potentially getting jobs. And he said at that moment when you're like there, you, you not many people can have that radical focus in just trying to create. Right. So giving yourself like a month, you're like, here, I have enough savings for that. Like that probably affected that probably was single handedly how you got a million followers. You said two weeks after you got fired. Mm-hmm. Right. It was, I feel like it was focus. the reason like I had so much free time because I wasn't really doing like a yeah. nine mm-hmm. to five job. Uh, yeah. Seriously, like just the free time that I had and the focus because I knew that this is what I wanted to do. Like it was the only thing I wanted to do. It just pushed me to do it. And I know like when I first got on TikTok, I saw it kind of getting bigger. And I was Mm. like, if I keep posting, I'm just going to grow with the platform. And that was also like a lucky thing. I got on super early. It's way harder to get famous now, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, um, 
what year was this? Give us like just context. Uh, 2019, October 2019 is when I started officially, and then like okay, COVID wow. is what really blew everybody up. Cause, yeah, it's true. Yeah, everyone's on their phones. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. That's so you said you'd quit your job, had enough savings for a month, but were you able to monetize your TikTok at this point? Because I think what a lot of people don't realize is no brands were really on the platform. It was a bunch of like. Like yeah. scammy brands. Like I, I think was, I remember seeing you do like a headphone ad. I had the headphones were actually a little bit later, but they they were pretty nice. They made me a lot of money. But before that, <laughs> it was like this watch company that wanted me to spot or wanted to sponsor me for like a hundred dollars. It was like crazy, but that was something. And then like there wasn't really any way to make money besides live streams. That was it. Live streams is how uh. I made most of my money. I would go live for a couple hours a day. And uh, I said, if you donated a drama queen, which at the time was like $50, I would write your name on my face in Sharpie. And by the end of these live streams, I was just like covered head to toe in Sharpie, which made me learn sunblock gets Sharpie off skin very quickly. Oh, little yeah. life hack. But yeah, people, <laughs> people don't realize that was like the main way you could monetize your TikTok back then. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was a big reason like I was pushing to get a big following because I think at that point you retained like 50% of the revenue your live stream brought in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now it's closer to like 20, 30%. And like really? they've like lowered the amount you can donate. And they've yeah, also- Yeah, that set was up- one thing that was weird. It was like they got rid of the drama queens and it was like, okay, <laughs> so I guess if you donate- five of these $10 ones, I'll still write your name on my face. It yeah. got weird after that. Honestly, yeah. I um, love that saying that in a sentence of like, oh, hey, like, what, what are you doing today? It's like, oh, I'm just telling some people to donate drama queen so I can write their name on my face with Sharpie. It's exactly. like, what type of world are you living in? I'd like walk crazy. out of my room just covered in Sharpie and my roommates are like, how much money did you make today? I'm like, you don't even want to know because it's going to piss you off. They're like, like counting what? the names on your skin. Yeah. <laughs> That's so crazy. How did you, um, I guess in the beginning here, it seems like you're very apt to understand what like would go viral and what does well on social media. Is there any like influences or like people, I guess like, how did you know that in the beginning? Like I can, even from your content today, it might be so subconsciously of like, you, you optimize it so well for social media, right? Like I, I, if you pop up my for you page, right, I'm, I'm watching it. Like it's so, it's so attention grabbing and you keep my attention. Right. Even at the beginning, like you're talking and even that idea of just writing people's name on your face with Sharpie, right? Where do you get these ideas? What's the inspiration for all this? With the the Sharpie thing, I saw people going live and they would like, if somebody donate, they'd have a whiteboard behind them and they'd write their name. And I'm like, that's cool and all, but like, I want, Mm. like, I just wanted something like a little bit more. So that's why I was like, I'm going to write it on my face. Like it kind of got more attention. And then with my videos, I'm very loud. I talk very fast and I feel like that kind of helps get your attention and then mm. the topic I'm talking about can kind of hold the attention but I've done all sorts of stuff to try and like get views like I had a series called uh weird human body facts where I would tell weird human body facts but I would walk in the mirror with a random object every time like a vacuum or just a painting or a clock or like yeah. a 15 water bottles and it didn't make a lot of sense but it worked it got tons of views because of it so you knew that if you bring in random objects what people are going to comment about it and yeah stuff like exactly that. people would be like okay like the facts are cool but why do you have a vacuum <laughs> like, yeah that's so it was funny but just any way to hold people's attention or get comments or get people to share is like what i was mm. i'm still trying to figure out uh but i'm not sure where that started i want to say it's because i in computer science and I like algorithms and I would always try to figure it out. But like, 
Honestly, I feel like it's a lot of luck with it too. 100%. So would you say you're like pretty analytical? 100%. I'm constantly like since day one, I've always been looking at the analytics trying to figure out, okay, what did well in this one? I would go through comments of certain videos and like see what people are commenting about the most and then try to replicate that in my next video and like just yeah. constantly try to get bigger and bigger with it. And this was even back in like, I know you were studying computer science, even 2019 when, for example, let's take the Bill Gates video, right? Mm -hmm. Like there were so many different ways you could have gone about that video of like, but I feel like you told it in a way that was so just like, again, optimized for short form, mm -hmm. right? You could have gone in and been like, hey, everyone, like Bill Gates has $99 billion. And like, it's kind of crazy how much, and like so many people would just swipe, right? But the way that yeah. you presented it was so like, like, I guess that that's part of the, I think when looking at your content, that's what really sticks out to me, right? You're able to take like mundane facts that may, people may know, may not know, or um, just like, and put it in an interesting way. Yeah. And um, I think that's really interesting. And I, Thank you. I appreciate that. Of course. It's of course. obviously pretty interesting. I mean, it's got you to 15.4 <laughs> follow, 4 yeah. million followers now. Yeah. That's crazy. That's like so it doesn't. Wild. Still can't wrap my head around that number. I don't think I ever will. That's like a lot. That's a lot of people. That's like multiple it's, cities. Like uh, LA only has like 4 million and I'm walking around. I'm like, this is kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think you have the population of New York, LA and Chicago probably combined. That's I insane. think New York's like 8 million. LA is like four and Chicago. See, real. that doesn't even feel real. Cause like yeah. a lot, like not so much anymore, but like when I was like blowing up with like 5 million, 6 million, I was like. I'd make a video and I'm like, do I want millions of people to see this? And I'm like, eh, mm -hmm. and I post it. Like, it didn't really click to me that millions of people are going to watch this video. So kind of moving on here, I know you've had some success in the past few months and obviously you found a niche that worked well, but um, getting into the nitty gritty and I think this is like one of the interesting things that we really wanted to talk to you about is a couple months ago, right? Yeah. You had an unfortunate <laughs> event, right? Where um, the Gen Zers like to call it saying that you got canceled. I guess like, I'm in an interesting position where I don't really know the whole story. And I wonder, like, just in your perspective, could you like, tell us what, like, happened? Yeah, okay. So, in my head, I don't like to say I got canceled because in my head, canceling is, like, I'm gone. Like, I've done something yeah. so horrible. It's irredeemable. I can't come back from it. I feel like I got a lot of backlash. Just okay. a lot of backlash. Um, and for people that don't know the story, uh, six years ago, like 16 17 years old i got into an argument with somebody online it was really toxic they were saying toxic things to me i was saying toxic things to them for some reason i don't know i said the n-word i said mm. awful shit added in but i also used a racial slur and kind of forgot about it until a mm -hmm. um, couple like when i was around like six or seven million this kid that i had an argument with reached back out to me and he's like hey you should delete these messages and I, there was like no messages. I had deleted the chat and I was like, I'm not sure what you're talking about. And so he sent me the screenshots of what I said. And I was like, holy shit, like that. Whoa. Like, what the fuck? I said those things. I was like crazy. And I was like, dude, I'm so sorry. Like, I apologize to him. He apologized for the things he said. And he's like, yeah, I just want to let you know because like everybody's getting canceled nowadays. Yeah. Um, and I thought we moved on. Like, I apologize to this person that I said these awful things to. But uh, around when I hit 10 million in January, February, he, this person decided to send those screenshots to several TikTokers who then leaked it and it just blew the fuck up from there because I, I've worked a lot on myself and I'd like to be yeah. this person that I'm accepting of everybody. I've tried to just be really chill and cool and I support 
a lot of things. Um, yeah. And so I think it was like really shocking for TikTok and the internet to see that I used to be this shitty fucking person. And that's why it blew up. Um, and I really wanted to apologize that first day that it came out, but I was being held back from my management. Uh, Viral mm. Nation used to work with them. And they were trying to hold on to all my brand deals. So like, don't talk about it. Don't say anything until it gets bigger. Wow. And I'm like, guys, it's bigger right now. Like I'm losing hundreds of thousands of followers as we speak. Like I need to say something. And they, I wrote an apology. They didn't like it. I wrote another apology. They edited it. I wrote another apology. They kept mm. like fixing it. I would record the apology. They make me re-record it. I'd record it again. They made me re-record wow, it. Okay. I really wanted to do it in the way that it was like, how I usually talk to my audience, like in the mirror, talking just normal, but they're like, no, this is a very serious thing. You have to set it up on a tripod, like the apology videos on YouTube. And I'm like, yeah, they just, it was very edited and I hate watching the apology video, even though like everything that I'm saying is true. Like, I, like the words is what I mean. Just the way that it was and the mindset that I was in, it's really hard watching it now. Gotcha. So like how crafted would you say that video was because like you wanted to do something that was a little more like genuine to your brand. Um, yeah. but like it was completely crafted, like management really fucked me over and I regret mm. listening to them, but I had never been through anything like that. I did not know what to do. I wasn't sleeping. Jack, you kind of know a little bit my, about my insomnia. I was not in the state to make my own decisions. So I was kind of just listening to everything they were saying. And in hindsight, that was the worst thing I could have done. As soon as it came out, I should have just pulled up the camera, apologized without all the which other is, shit that was happening. That Which is crazy because like a part of, I'm assuming management, like they have people who work on crisis management, right? It's like they probably have a whole team and like PR for that. And they hired PR specifically to work with me. So I was this person's first job ever and it did not oh go my, well. That's... Like as soon as I posted the video and the reaction was awful, like it just was awful. The PR person stopped responding to me. Holy. Wow. They didn't help after at all. Like there was nothing that's... to help me try and get uh <laughs> Like, start working with these Black creators that I promised, too. They didn't help me make connections. Yeah. They didn't help me with anything afterwards. It was like, you posted the video. You lost your sponsorships. Oh, well. Okay, we're going to just yeah. ignore it for now. Just don't talk about it ever again. Mm. It's really That's hard. so... Uh, I guess um, I, I'm a little... In, in the story, this person that... Um, leak the conversation so they contacted you before they contacted right, saying like you before. yeah saying like oh you should delete these you already had them deleted because you had no idea yeah right? they i didn't like, who is i this? didn't know who this person was i didn't remember sending it they're actually a tiktoker too but they didn't post it themselves they Whoa. sent it to other people because they didn't want their name in it because they went and deleted everything that they said and just screenshotted what i said so it looks like this big block of like me just yelling at this person but they're not seeing what they're Whoa. saying so, so i did an ig data backup to like figure out what the fuck he said and it was like just as toxic as i was saying but okay. i never leaked that shit because we were minors we were uh. kids at the time when we were saying these things so something that's interesting too is like some context on like maybe why this person uh would have sent this to tiktokers so at the time you were growing rapidly you were mm -hmm. trying to hit 10 million followers before the end of the year and then you were also like in a bit of controversy surrounding like some advocacy you were doing against like sexual um, assault yeah i was i i feel like i've always had drama around me it's insane like i never try to yeah. but like it just somehow like there's always drama so around this time i made a video 
uh, talking about, what was it? This was so long ago. I made a video talking about how when women talk about their experience, like negative experiences with men, like sexual assault, abuse, all that, it doesn't help the conversation for men to be like, oh, well, it's not all men. That was the point. It was like, it doesn't help the conversation to say all men because nobody ever means all men. Women mm. know not all men are bad. But when we talk about it, it's not productive to the conversation to be like, oh, no, no, men. And that got a lot of, a lot, a lot of support for the first like week. It got over a million likes. It did really good. But then it got onto uh, the boys TikTok. Of course. And it completely switched. It was like, oh, she's a misandrist. She hates men. She supports kill all men, which is things that I've never said. Not at all. I don't like yeah. I, I'm a huge supporter of men's rights, too. But like at this specific video, I was just talking about this because I had had a negative experience with some guys. And when I went to tell another guy friend about it, he was like, well, not all men are like that. And it just like it triggered something in me. I'm yeah. like, that doesn't help, though. Like, I didn't say all men. I just said these guys. Yeah, it's interesting when you it's, put yourself in like a position of advocacy or get in any sort of controversy. It's like yeah. you almost have a target on your head. And like o over the past couple of months, I mean, you've seen that it's like every single thing that you've done has been like scrutinized, reevaluated. Mm -hmm. I'm sure people have gone through every single one of your videos trying to find the next thing to Anything. cancel you for because yeah. your name's hot, you know, um, Anytime anybody makes a video talking bad about me, it blows up. Like there's a group on TikTok that doesn't like me and they very strong with that. It's interesting to watch, but it's crazy because it's like they're incentivized in a sense to do that because it's views at the end of mm -hmm. the day. And honestly, like I don't know how they can monetize that or what like they maybe they just like like the attention because again It's the views, the, the, the attention. Sometimes they're a part of the creative fund, it gets that. But like it's really just getting the attention. They get followers from yeah. it. Like yeah people that's... have built entire platforms based on just hating other people oh. and like exposing other people that's crazy i mean i wonder like a big part uh when i whenever i think of these situations like group think i think just f drives 95 percent of the extent of this right it's like when um when looking at some of the comments you got i'm wondering like how how easy it is for someone to just click the like button, right? For one of those comments, even if they, they they don't themselves think that, right? And then all of a sudden you see a comment in like your comment section that has like 15,000 likes and you're like, oh, everyone must be thinking this. So like, this yeah. is what the answer is, right? Like there's, it just, it spirals, it spirals. It and really gets to your head being on the other side of the screen, reading all these things about you yeah. that people think about you. And it's like, for a while, I really wanted to try my artist to get everybody to like me. That was like the number one yeah. thing in my head. It's like, I want to try and respond to these people that are talking bad about me in comments. I want to try and reason with them. I want to make everybody like me. But it got to the point where I couldn't do that with millions of people. I had yeah. to just finally accept it. Not everybody's going to like me. There's going to be this yep. group of people that no matter what I do, they're going to hate it. But I just have to keep remembering that there's this like much bigger group of people that will support me. They do like me. They love my content. And Mm -hmm. I try to focus on that now when before it was like, it was really taking over my life, how much hate there was. Mm. Dang. And like, yeah. a, how did that affect like what you were doing? I, I know there was a point where you didn't post on TikTok for a bit following yeah. the apology videos. Um, but like, were you making content? Were you like, w what were you doing at this point in time? Uh, the two weeks that I took off was really filled with just like, trying to figure out mainly how I can come back from this. Cause I knew I couldn't just be like fun facts, like in the mirror, the first mm -hmm. video coming back, I was like mm -hmm. really thinking hard of how to come back. Um, I was trying to find 
any POC creator that would talk to me that would be willing to kind of like be on my platform. Cause like I did, I promised to work with these black creators because I had a list of people that said they would. But then when the apology video came out and it was a negative reaction, nobody wanted to be wow. associated with me anymore. So I made this promise thinking that I could do it. And then it took a lot longer than I thought to do it. So most of that time was spent trying to make connections with people. It didn't mm-hmm. go well, <laughs> but mm. Yeah, it was mostly just trying to figure out how to come back and making connections to keep that promise. Okay, that makes sense. Um, I know you said, I kind of want to like, if you could give advice back to yourself in this time, right? I know one thing is like, I just wish that I didn't let management um, influence my apology, mm-hmm. right? Is there anything like even like um, in that moment, right? When things were just going, go, like going to shit. Right. Is there anything you would like if you could say something to yourself back then? Is there anything you you would? I would tell myself not to read the comments as much as I did, because I would spend Mm -hmm. like days awake just going through comments, reading all my mentions, watching all the videos people were making about me. I wish I wouldn't have done that. Like I should have just ignored it how I ignore it now. Um, And I wish I would have just taken better care of myself. It was not the best moment but i i don't think i would have changed anything i really did besides that because i like the spot that i'm in now i'm doing yeah. a lot better now that's good and i feel like if i changed anything i might not be in this situation that i'm in now that i really like mm. yeah wild um such a i mean it, it's scary because like you know we all have skeletons in our past we all have like these things that are like and we never know when one of these can come up and especially I, I always say one of the most interesting things about like what we all do is there's like, there's no precedence, right? There, mm-hmm. there, are, there hasn't been social media creators 10 years ago. We're all kind of figuring this out, pioneering it all t- together. That's kind of right? what I said when things were yeah. going on. I was like, there's no handbook on how to handle right? this. Like, especially exactly. with TikTok, like there's YouTubers that have been in scandals. That's kind of all we really have to base ourselves on. But like mm-hmm. in terms of, in terms of TikTok, we nobody really knows what they're doing like we're slowly starting to figure it out yeah. but like nobody knows what we're doing not really and even like youtubers i i feel like that would try to talk to this new generation i know um what we're doing is almost so different right the relationships that we're creating with our fan base is a lot different than i think what like youtubers post once a week mm-hmm. once every two weeks that are creating in like these professional stories like there's so many of these people right jack and i we always talk about the idea of like a parasocial relationship right in the sense like are you familiar with the term no can you explain no yeah it's this idea of the media creates this like illusion of intimacy with you and the creator so like your brain can't tell let's just say you're watching jimmy fallon right mm-hmm. online um and you just watch him every single day on um on tv your brain at one point can't distinguish if it's someone on tv or someone sitting on the couch next to you like as if your friend and like that's what a lot of these people on tiktok are capitalizing on i feel yeah i remember hearing a lot about that but more connected to like children's advertising it's like kids don't know when it's like jake paul just talking about Mm. shit or if it's jake paul selling you something they can't differentiate between that for sure i mean very practical example yesterday when i saw charlie like i didn't know what to say i was just like i know literally everything about this girl like i've been following for the last year she knows nothing about me and so like i was just like hi charlie and she's like hi and i was like i like i literally don't know where to go like, where do i i'm like i'm not gonna ask her like what do you do or like yeah. how's your day going right it's 
but it's like I what mean, do you yeah. say to somebody like that that you know everything about but yeah. like you yeah. know they don't know they don't know you well, exactly right and i mean connecting this back it's just there there really is i mean i have a lot of a lot of respect for you to like even wanting to come back i think like you don't get enough credit for like yo this is this is probably one of the you just went through one of the toughest things i think anyone could have ever gone through like, Bef- period at least on tiktok i yeah. don't, i can't even think of anybody that's gotten canceled the way that or like backlash yeah. the way that i got backlash like i i, I, mean, I was trying to find somebody so it's like what do i do like i just need somebody I need to base this off of somebody, but I couldn't. I feel couldn't. like I was the first of the long list of people that are going to get canceled. Exactly. Yeah, it was I interesting. Mean, it was like after your apology set of videos, or you did three apology videos, yeah, or one. I did two. I did two. Because I wanted to, this was before you could upload more than a minute. Yeah. I, I could not get what I wanted to say in the one minute. So I did two parts, which again, I feel like I should have somehow made it into one. Or what I wanted to do originally was a YouTube video. And they're like, no, that's too long. You just need to make this short and quick. So, I wanted to make it into like a full YouTube video and address all the questions. Better. It would have been so much yeah. better. That's like, right? Like, yeah. Um, but <sighs> what I was going to say is, so basically you kind of set this precedent of like a format in which people could apologize for being canceled, which is interesting. You know, like I think Anna Shimade used your format. Polo yeah. Boy, Marco Borghi, uh, Sienna May used the same format of just like, like, like and it's not a good format. Looking. It definitely it, like I could have done better. Like I I know what I could have done to made that better, and I just didn't. So it's weird it knowing that it's happening. Yeah, I mean, like, let's just like I'm not wishing this upon anyone, but again, we all have skeletons, right? Like we've done all done past. Something comes up again. Do we? I mean, knowing what you know now, if you had to make another apology video, right? Is it, are you almost just destined for failure with it? Like, how much can you really do an apology video versus someone? Like, you can have the best apology. Someone just comments like, nah, fuck you. And then what? You get 100,000 likes on – or that comment gets 100,000 likes and your entire apology just goes yeah. to waste. That's it's like a breakup. Of- There's no good way to do it. There are yeah. better ways to do it, but There are honestly- better ways to do it. And I've seen people apologize for things and – they, they, people forgive them. They're like, it's fine. Mm. Like, I appreciate the apology. And there's ways to do it. Yeah. I, if I ever had to apologize again, it, depending on what it was, I would mm-hmm. make it a little bit longer, have an actual conversation with people. Like, I keep having this idea of like just going on Twitch and be like, ask me anything. I'll answer any question, wow. anything's on the table. Like, I feel like that would, that's just really like, cool. It'd be better than something scripted. Have you considered doing that today? Because I mean, I'm I'm sure you still face a lot of backlash actively for this. It's something that I considered for a while, but I'm at the point where I really don't get hate anymore. Like it pops up every Mm -hmm. now and then, but like it's not as bad as it used to be. And like I can, I have my fan base that likes me and I'd I'd rather not bring it all back up if I don't have to. I still want to continue to work with black creators and like, educate myself mm-hmm. and my fan base and just like continue to be better but like i don't think i want to be like let's bring up that situation again because yeah. then it's yeah. just i feel like it's just going to restart everything it's, it's crazy restart. because it's almost like you've had a completely new fan base over the past couple months like you went from like 10 million followers down to 8 million followers um and then i went back to, up to i went to 10 point i was at 10.4 and i dropped down to 8.9 and then 8.9 and then I started like posting again and I got to like 9.5 ish. And then uh, I had a series blow up and it's been pretty good since then. So I do, I kind of have a newer fan base because I've been doing different types of content. I don't do like, 
I still do fun facts, but I don't do as much like just straight fun facts in the mirror anymore. I do mm-hmm. more like life hacks, body hacks. I try to tell, uh, I try to pick a topic now and then talk about that one topic in the mirror versus mm. like three quick short things. I feel like I had to change it a little bit, be more mm. mature. I don't come in with vacuums in the mirror anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so you said you lost around 800,000 followers, like after you got canceled. So like, were there any other effects, like in terms of like brand deals that happened? The biggest one was I lost my uh, podcast with Netflix. Uh, I worked with them for about three seasons and word came out about the N-word scandal stuff and they fired me as soon as the apology video came out. Uh, But then, yeah, I kind of lost like every other sponsorship I had, any long-term sponsorships I had, anything that was just like the one-time thing. I lost everything, which is another part of the reason why I was like considering going back to college and like trying to find a new place to live Mm. and just it it affected everything. And it still affects you to this day, right? I mean, you've told me before how like a brand will reach out to you, like have something set and then like there's so much press about the Mm -hmm. event and like because most Mm -hmm. brands will do a background check on creators to see if they like have any bad press like as a safety precaution and like so like a couple things happen with that um like a brand will reach out we'll have a contract i'll make the video i'll post it and then people will start making videos saying like oh bella's work or js is working with this person go email this company Mm. and then they'll make me take Mm. down the video and half the time they pay me and half the time they don't pay me even though i did all the work we had a contract um Sometimes we'll have a deal in the works and then they'll cancel beforehand. And then sometimes with that, I can usually get on a call with them and talk to them. As long as I can have a conversation, usually we can find like a middle ground sort of thing. Yeah. But a lot of the times it's because there's certain creators on TikTok that are watching who I'm working with and telling their fans to go email the company. And I know one time you talked about how and then like a company made an entire merch line for you and like mm-hmm. just like pull it out of the deal for that very same reason. Oh my God. That was one of the cases where I got on a call with them and now we are working together again. We were able to talk it out and like, they didn't really hear my side of it. They kind of just Googled my name and Mm. saw everything. And my, I'm not portrayed the best on like with that stuff. So like once they heard my side and they understood like what actually happened, they were willing to work with me again. How did you manage to come back after those two weeks you took off after that apology video? I I did a couple videos where I was like, hey guys, look, I am trying to educate myself on this. So I'm reading uh, this book, which was How to Be Anti-Racist. It's a really good book. It made a lot of sense with a lot of different things that I already kind of knew now as an adult, but like, I just mm-hmm. kind of wanted to share it with people. And then a couple of the books like The New Jim Crow and Uncomfortable Conversations with the Black Man, those were all good books as well. Uh, the first video that I made when I came back though, Uh, was like a morality video. I kind of wanted to question what people would do in certain situations. So like I took an ethics class. So I kind of just made an ethics test, but in video format. And then I went more into um, like science experiment type of TikToks. Like I did a lot of, it's called physics bitch, uh, physics bitch episodes and like different science experiments. And those did really well for a while. And then I was just working with different uh, black creators, like duetting different people. I worked with Dr. Kojo, did a podcast with him. Uh, just different stuff, I guess. It was, people talk to me now. They're like, your videos like definitely have a different vibe now than they did before your controversy. And I don't think I did anything intentionally with that. It was just kind of subconsciously, like I changed somehow. 
That's so interesting. Well, thank you for sharing that. I mean, it's one of those things I just, it's hard to ask people to, but I think, right, we want to set the precedent, right? It's such a big part of your story and you're really the first person that it's like really happened to on TikTok. It's hard to talk about because like it sucked and like what I did was really fucking shitty, but it's something I do have to talk about because if I try to hide it, then it just Mm kind of makes it worse. If somebody asks me why I got canceled, I straight up say like, I said the N word and yeah kind of just go from there so yeah like, it sucks but it's something i kind of have to talk about it feels it felt good talking about it here though so good no i appreciate we appreciate it 100 percent um and the, your idea of again god forbid but like having a twitch and then have people ask me anything that's actually like a really interesting format and i think um that because people know it's not yeah. scripted you know like you're yeah, doing it sure. live I'm like, live in front of hundreds of people and like I don't talk the best live. I stutter a yeah. little bit and I'm working on it, but like Definitely. Yeah. It, it's but, it's hard. But I think it's, it's for the better because it makes a better connection with the audience because it is live. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to you like right yeah. now, you know? Definitely. I guess like this leads into do you would you for one, do you consider yourself famous? I don't like that because I I, I don't consider myself famous, but I know in some ways that I am. Like, I'm TikTok famous, yeah. which is, TikTok like, the famous. worst kind of famous. Yeah. <laughs> the kind of famous nobody gives a shit about. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I guess, like, outside of, I mean, it being part of, like, the way you make money, do you like the attention just kind of at a very high level that you get from the world, like, being recognized? I know Jack was telling me you, you, you went to Six Flags, right? We've been and to we some also- events together, and it's, like, every five minutes. <laughs> like, Bella was literally in the bathroom, and people were like, Oh, is that JS? Is that yeah. JS? I'm like, that's weird. Like one girl would, like one kid would say JS. All of a sudden, there's like five kids up coming trying to take pictures yeah. of me. Like, I, some of them don't even know like who you are, and they're just like, oh, famous person. Like yeah. you look familiar. Yeah. This it kind of depends too. on where we where we go, but it yeah, I, I I like the attention sometimes. Like when a little kid comes up, they're like I'm such a huge fan. I really want to take a picture, and like mom's mm. like taking a picture with me. Like I like that. That's really like cool. that's really cool. Like people my age come up to like. Your videos are awesome. That's cool. Sometimes it's gotten weird. I've had uh, like my address leaked and I've had people come to my house and like ask for me. And I've been stopped at different stores and like people like straight up like yell at me, call me a racist in public. Like it's, oh my God. it's gotten to the point where like it's weird, but there's not much else I can really I mean, do about it. You had to move. Yeah. I had to move because my address got leaked and people were coming out. So oh I'm a little my. bit more, I don't even, I don't know how that happened, but it, sucked that was another big like thing that was happening in those two weeks yeah it was like i was trying to find a new place to live Mm. that's but overall (laughs) i do like the attention i like when people come up and ask for pictures i like meeting fans i really like that interaction but like it's like if i ever go to disneyland i'm probably gonna have to get security because my one friend literally just got like swarmed and had a panic attack and he's five times smaller than me Oh my gosh! And I don't like, want to be that is, person. This is that's your like, life for the rest of like this is it. Like, right? You, it's not like you can switch this off. I mean, you're gonna stop creating content, but you're still gonna have this. I think for the rest of your life, isn't that like it's the craziest thing? It's crazy, but I am still kind of like preparing myself for it because I love yeah. social media, but yep. I want to eventually get into like mainstream. I want to get into voice acting or stand up or mm. I'm trying the boxing thing. I just want to. I need to find a way yeah. to break into that mainstream get my well, name more out there than tiktok will well that's a good lead-in for our next question <laughs> because fun fact bella's dad was the gimp in pulp fiction 
<laughs> he, was and, a, he was a stuntman in Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs and like a extra and a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. That's crazy. crazy. How's that like – How? I guess how's that – does he like it? Like I, I don't even know what to ask about that. That's he, so, like, so awesome. He <laughs> stopped uh, living in Hollywood – a little bit before I was born, he works in like construction oh, yeah. now, but he still talks oh. about it. Like he'll sometimes put on his old like appearances and TV shows and stuff. Like, yeah. It's me right there. Like he likes it. It's cool. Like, and I think that kind of influenced me to want to try to do that too. Mm. Cause it's really cool. Like people are like Pulp Fiction. I'm like, my dad was in Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, no way. Holy. So I guess like, so you said, you kind of hinted at it. You want to be an actress. You said, I want to try voice pop. acting. I feel like I would okay. do better voice acting than I would in front of a camera until yeah. maybe I take acting classes, but okay. voice acting is a little bit more appealing to me. And then yeah. stand up is really something I want to try and get into within the next couple of years. Gotcha. And then you also said boxing yeah. too, right? I, there's no female social media boxers. And I know that if I'm just the first one <laughs> and I can get in there and like kick some girl's ass, it's going to be great. It's going to like, <laughs> I'm going to launch, but like finding yeah. somebody to fight's like the hardest part right now. Bella's then, had this idea forever. for months. Like it's been literally so since long. they announced like the TikTokers versus YouTubers, Bella's like, I want to do this for females. And like mm -hmm. they, yeah. there were some talks of like trying to set it up. Like they even like had a card of people announced. Yeah. Um, I saw like a, yeah, some sort of graphic design of a poster like a potentially what it could look like some of those girls still want to fight some of them don't anymore and it's really yeah it's hard because like i made a video saying like i want to fight somebody i don't know how to fight but i want to be a part of this like anybody yeah. want to fight me and i made that video knowing that everybody on tiktok wants to fight me and see me get punched yeah. in the face and so i had a lot of girls be like yeah i'll fight you jayus and i found all the girls in my weight class and i messaged them and i'm like all right let's fight like like you down and as soon as like i sent them something they dropped out either because there wasn't enough money, no. they don't have the time for it, it's not their vibe, got scared. I don't they know. They don't want to get their ass kicked. They yeah. don't want to get their ass kicked. Like so many <laughs> that, people. That's what you gotta say. That's Hannah Stocking, Illumitati, Sedona, fucking Carson Roney, they all dropped. When call they them out. still call when them they out, still have them. videos up saying they'll want to fight or that they, they want to fight me. Sedona had a video <laughs> go massively viral. For reference, yeah. Sedona is what a six foot D1 athlete at Oregon State. She's six foot yes. seven, 200 pounds. So she's five inches taller than me, 40 pounds heavier. And I was like, I was down to fight her. I was like, I'm probably going <laughs> to die, but it would get views. And so I wanted to, but she's just basketball, D1 basketball yeah. athlete. She can't drop weight for me and I can't really gain that much weight. And so <laughs> it's, it's really, it, weight. <laughs> and so I, it, I want it to still happen, but I just don't think it'll be my first fight. Maybe a couple down the road when I have yeah. some experience, then I can maybe take her. But for right now, it just it didn't work out with Sedona. Even but though hers so went viral. Hers went super viral. Theoretically, you can get people right lined up and stuff. I mean, we see, we've seen what Jay Paul's doing, Logan Paul. Like They're kind of giving up a little social media to just train and stuff. Like, could you see yourself being a boxer? Yeah. Then, like, almost like full-time, like everything for full -time, the next maybe... Full time, full time. I, I, mean, I can see myself. Time, yeah. I can see myself being a boxer for full time, maybe a couple years. I, I still, mm. I, I live next to a boxing gym. I go every day. Oh, yeah. I like to. I haven't sparred a girl yet. We're still working on finding somebody <laughs> for me to spar. But I've been sparring like the guy trainers there, and I know they're not hitting me that hard. But like, it's fun. I, I, I really enjoy it. It's a lot of work. Yeah. It's way more like mental oh. than I thought it would. Just like controlling your body and like how to move it right oh mental even in the moment i was gonna say like i mean i bet half the battle that jake we can take him because he's right now the, mm -hmm. the pinnacle of it all right even just 
I was at the the Cleveland fight a couple of weeks ago, and just the amount of pressure, like it's you don't have a team, yeah, right? You don't. It's just you and against another person. You're getting your like ass kicked. You're in getting a punched ring. in the face. You have to punch and them in the face. Focus on your you. breath, yeah. like the footwork, the audience. Like I couldn't. It's, I, I want to do it, but I can't imagine. Like So right now, I guess like going back to like who you want to be, going back to the thesis of the show, right? 25 months, right? You said you're kind of at month 23, right? I don't think you're dropping off here in two months. Like you're <laughs> killing it. Yeah. Um, but let's expand it, right? I know you said boxing. You could see yourself doing that. You want to go in. So it sounds like you just want to try everything right now, right? I and see what sticks, yeah. I don't know what I like, which is why I want to try everything. And mm -hmm. I love social media. I want to do this for as long as I possibly can. Yeah. But the way that I see it, it's like there's like social media people's success. Like they're up here. But then like mainstream people, like it's just a different level. And I want to get to yep. that level oh, of success. Oh, so like the A-list yeah. type of things. Right? I want because to tr right try that. And I need to f try a bunch of different things to figure out how what's my way to get yeah there. what do you who do you think has successfully done that so far kind of out of the tiktok world right now addison ray is killing it yeah like her, the movie sense. just came out she just got a second deal with them and yep. like i think david dobrik that tiktok but he's getting like a shark week deal or something like they're mm -hmm. oh. slowly breaking into that i i would agree i mean i feel like to us that's like such a simple question but that, that's interesting to see right because of, I feel like some people would argue, oh, like, I mean, I, the reviews of He's All That, the Addison Ray movie, I can't tell if people like it or not like it. I like did. Consensus. It wasn't yeah. my thing, but it did really well. And like, it's I respect a, yeah. her for that. She did, she did what, a exactly. decent job of, for somebody that hasn't been in a movie like that. Like, for sure. Bella, you just broke Tejas's heart. He loved that movie. To oh, death. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> like into rom-coms. <laughs> but that I watched it anyway, just because I was like, let's that see what this is about. But yeah, I, I, yeah. That's cool. I mean, uh, one thing, like a thesis I have is that like creators, us, we're no different than the traditional entrepreneurs, traditional actors, actors. Like it, these lines are going to get blurred so quickly, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and I, I like what you said, right? You don't want to be just known as this TikToker. Yeah. Right, like a tick or TikTok famous. I know you put a lot of stress on that word. You want to be um, famous, successful, whatever, whatever. In, in I that just world. want yeah. that next level. I'm happy with level. what I'm at. If I could, if yeah. I'm still doing this in five years, I'd be happy. But I know cool. that I can do more. It's so interesting to see it because when you have these huge platforms with these huge number of views, like Tay just said, the lines are going to start to get blurred. And like, I honestly think that you can take what you're doing now with like YouTube, Twitch, TikTok, and like be mainstream. Because mm -hmm. like Charlie D'Amelio, she's not mainstream because she had a Hulu show or yeah. because mm -hmm. she like she's danced on stage TikTok. with J-Lo. She's mainstream from TikTok. Yeah. I think it was the Super Bowl ad that really did it for everybody. It was like, yeah. Charlie D'Amelio was in the Super Bowl ad? Like yeah. what the fuck? And then it, yeah. So Bella, you talked about uh, boxing. Like you've been training for boxing you're potentially involved with this like female boxing event. But mm -hmm. as far as like film goes, TV, stand up, like what steps are you taking to like kind of establish yourself in those fields? Are you really just like working on like growing your social media clout and hoping those like opportunities will come in or are you going outward and like pursuing them? So right now in my head, originally what my plan was, was I wanted to do this boxing fight. And then once my name is kind of more out there, like Isabella Avila, not only JS, I wanted mm. to work on the stand-up comedy. I've been trying to write a little bit. I have a connection with the Lat Factory. They're like, whenever you have some stuff, like we'll have you. Mm. Uh, so that was kind of my plan there. Uh, 
in terms of like acting, voice acting, I haven't done too much besides the Netflix podcast is my really only experience like recording stuff. I don't know the steps to get there. And so like you said, I kind of am just focusing on social media, trying to grow it and hoping that those offers come in. Or at least when Mm -hmm. I try to go get those offers myself, I have this platform to kind of back me up with it. And Tay, just I'm curious of your perspective on that. I mean, from my point of view, like that's what like I would probably do, you know, like work on growing the socials and like get the inbound from those because I think, I mean, like Addison and Charlie yeah. aren't reaching to get in TV shows. Exactly. You know, right. I think themselves. one thing, one thing I always remind Dylan when this whole ice cream shop, like uh, Dylan, who's the, mm-hmm. he could, he's the old Cold Stone employee that, uh, the, yeah, POV content. He's starting his own ice cream store and I'm helping him with that. I have to constantly remind him how much leverage you all hold right by just having an audience like so many of these companies want a piece of your audience right <laughs> and so i like that i like that strategy right grow that audience to the point where you're like okay i have 20 million followers yeah. right? like that i engage with me it's like if you have basis. me if you have me in this movie it's gonna help like if you're it's gonna, gonna get some press right. with it and like if i can work on like different voices for voice acting like yeah. once i can take those classes i think it'll also help because it's like i have the following yeah. but i also have the skills to get the job done that's cool. I love that goal. Next five years, really just trying to ascend to mm-hmm. that that level. I know I love how you just gave us kind of that that visual picture of like I'm a TikToker right now. I'll be happy being a TikToker in five years, but at the end of the day, it's like there's more. There's more mm-hmm. I can do. There's more to me. I want to get that. to the point where like my social media kind of runs itself like a machine. Like I post mm. TikToks, I post YouTube's, I stream on Twitch, but then I can also go do stand up or have like yeah. a animated tv show or something like that and like i love that that'd be awesome <laughs> if everything was just running smoothly <laughs> so belly you're at the 23 month mark like what are some things that like you have the longest running time as a creator of anyone we've had on the show so far of yep. most people that i know in the game like what are some things that you think you've been doing right that have got you this far because you obviously have aspirations to go further but like mm-hmm. what are you doing in the past that has gone right I think originally it was luck. Like I got on the app very early, but then it was uh, the consistency posting every single day when some people weren't really doing that. Uh, and just, I don't know, the quality of my videos. I have no idea what's going on or how hmm. I'm here, but like, <laughs> that's a good question. I need to think about it. I have no idea. I mean, I, I I wouldn't underplay the consistency part too. Yeah, right? three like, times a day, pretty much every day for the past two years. Yeah. Oh no, 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 once a day. I I would run out of ideas so quick if I did three times yeah. a day. So I sometimes <laughs> sometimes I do two if we're very lucky three, but I've yeah. noticed the more I post, the less it does well for me. Like there's some people that could post like five times a day and they're all gonna blow up, but if I put all my energy into one video. That video is going to do really, really, really mm. well rather than trying to make three just to get more content. <laughs> I love it. Jack, take notes. I'm kidding. <laughs> I was telling Jack. Take like, take thing- notes. I know. Like 20 <laughs> times a day. I mean, like, yeah, like 20 yeah. times a day. Like Joe fucking posts like five times a day, maybe Bart more than that. It, yeah. Like, and all of them do really well. And I'm like, I wish, but like his content's yeah. a lot quicker to make. He was even telling For me, sure. like his content's like super quick to make. And I'm like sitting here like every day, like researching, like, yeah, Facts we have officially so. mentioned Joe Bartolozzi on every episode of this podcast. I think so. He's killing it. He has I mean, to. He's got, a, he's got a ten out of ten process. 10 do you guys, out of 10. do you guys stream or play Splitgate? Because we're probably going to play next week. Like stream it together. 
If you guys want to get on just say, yeah, I don't yeah, stream, yeah, I do. but yeah. split gate on PC? Yeah, I mean, you have a green screen and the headphones and a gaming chair. What do you mean you don't stream? What are you doing? <laughs> She's like, that's not for streaming? Tay <laughs> <laughs> just wants to hop on that. Yeah, yeah. I say it. it's free that's too. Funny. Split gate's really fun. It's like, uh, like Halo, but with Portal. Hmm. Whoa. Yeah. Cool. I love it. Bye, Jack. Jack's no video. <laughs> Great. Well, Bella. Where can people find you? Uh, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Twitch. I'm on everything. Oh Only JS on everything except for Twitter. I'm not JS for some reason. <laughs> Working on I it. I love it, dude. That's crazy how many platforms you're on, first of all. Like, that's you got to so diversify. I can't just be on it. TikTok. It's so fragile. In Bella, where, where can we find your dog, Astro? Astro the oh. Great Dane. Astro the GD on Instagram and then TikTok. Thanks for coming on. Like we broke we broke down so many things and like I learned a lot from you. This is cool. Yeah. So, this is cool. If I you haven't it. already, make sure to like and subscribe. Like Smash and subscribe. That notification bell. Anything Do else? all the things. Share it. it. <laughs> Share it. Tell people Embed about it, word of yeah. mouth. <laughs> Embed it onto your website. <laughs> and comment down below what creators <laughs> you want to see in the future. <laughs> Great. All right. Peace. Thank you.